Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from Lincoln, America. Here's Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. Husker Online, Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. And longtime college football assistant coach, Bill Bush. I want to buy a couple ducks. I'm bringing two ducks to the office. This is Early Break. Good morning, happy Tuesday to you, Steve Sipple, Jake Swords in the early break, full show headlines to get to our one sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Jerry, their current job openings at GainaTrucking.com. You can always call or text us at 402-464-5685. Watch and comment on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter, or watch on channel 951 on Allo. Good morning. We better have some fun today, because I are. think we both, all we did was work yesterday. Well, I played golf last night at Golf League. Yeah, you see, you got out and had some fun. But it was chilly. It, it felt like work, it was chilly out there, you know, and it could stay warm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. what'd you wear? Well, this is, this what is the a, deal. What by the a, way, by the way Bill, Bill will be back tomorrow. Bill okay, Bush yeah. out today, back tomorrow, yeah. for those curious. His, my his, coach. Your though. coach is in his spot. Yeah. Can't see that on the video stream, but it's fine. Josh is here. Joshua is here for his last Do you ever week. feel like you need an excuse for when you are playing bad? But golf. In, in something, whether it's golf, baseball, you know, some sort of, hey, this, this is off. Uh, I had one last night. What was and I, it? And I changed it. I had a fleece on. I wore that. Oh. I, I wore a black fleece to work. That I, wore, I was playing golf in the same thing. It's a little thick. Thick. And I don't play well when I've got things trying, you know, that, that when I'm Inhibiting like, like, you. Exactly. Exactly. You don't want to be inhibited. Exactly. That's exactly right. So the first hole, my first tee shot on, on hole eight, I pulled it left into the crap. Had to go drop. Made a bogey still. The, the, the next hole is the easiest hole at Woodland Hills. I topped it and said, okay, no oh, more no. jacket. Oh, no, no more jacket. Jacket came off. I parred the rest of the way. Okay, good I bogeyed job. that hole, but yeah, bogeyed part of the last you, seven. No, no, holes. when you top it, that means you hit like a ground ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, this is a, this hole at Woodland Hills is like is like a two hundred for the whites in, in league. It's two hundred and thirty yard par four, par four. Wow, that's a long par three. It's a yeah. long, it was a short par four, and I yeah. topped my tee shot like thirty yards. Ooh, ooh, maybe I think more like sixty yards, but okay. made a bogey though. Now, in his absence. Bill, Bill hates golf Whoa. talk, so that's why we're doing it right now. <laughs> I that's hope it. you're not listening I, right I, I, I'm paused. I said I parred the rest of the way. I'm not, there's nothing else. I took the jacket off, and the rest of the way I parred. We, get complaint, we don't get complaints about that. We get complaints about NBA talk, I noticed a little bit on YouTube. No, Walter. Walter. Yeah, Walter. 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 Walter, we hear you. We see you yeah. every day. Yeah, Walter, I understand. I appreciate you. I understand the anti-NBA sentiment, but the playoffs – are a different animal in a good way. And tonight's a beautiful series. I mean, it is an epic, epic series starting tonight. Denver and L.A., I think tip-off is 7.30, which is manageable. Let me confirm that for you real quick. Please, um, I'll be watching that. 7.30 p.m. ESPN. Nuggets, Lakers, you want to guess the spread? Oh, uh, yeah, I will guess. Ooh. Game one in Denver. Well, I'll tell you what, I like L.A. in this series because Denver doesn't defend the rim that well. Um, and, and think about LeBron going to the rim and Aaron Davis going to the rim. But the fa- what the game's at, Denver. In Denver. Yeah. Uh, Denver's got to be the favorite, right? By? 
Six and a half. Six on the dot. Ooh, nailed, Six. Almost nailed that. Almost nailed it. Man. By the way, this is part of Idle Chit Chat real quick. Their sports takes are great. Generally speaking. But the random conversations are even better. I don't know if you want to talk about that on the radio. You just did. You You just did. I mean, we're not just talking amongst ourselves. It's time for Idle Chit Chat on Early Break, sponsored by Newton's Lawn Care. Yes, tonight, uh, Nuggets and Lakers game one, uh, 7.30 ESPN. Tomorrow, Heat Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. That'll tip off at 7.30 I have, I have to work to drum up interest in that one. Why? I'm sorry. Not a Celtics fan. You're a Heat fan because of me. <laughs> you don't have an NBA team right now. No, I don't dislike the Heat. I like Jimmy. So Then you should be a Heat fan. You should you should find interest in that series. Yeah, I, I can. Tell me tell me this. ESPN was showing like a percentage of, of chances in that series. The Heat have a three percent chance to win. Ooh. For some sort of you know metric out there, they they have a that's three a, that's too low a three percent chance to win that series. That's too how low. stupid is that? That's stupid. How stupid is that math? Now they might lose in four games and they can be proved as brilliant, but they just beat the one seed in five games and they beat the Knicks in six. Um, Dumb. Quick transition. Is uh, from this Bill? Is, no, this is from Brent. Oh, our friend Brent. Our good friend Brent, our loyal friend Brent, who has been with listening to the show since its inception seven years ago, just over seven years ago. <laughs> okay, just over. Now this is directed at you. you know, it was a, we had a conversation yesterday that was somewhat alarming to me. All right, all right, hit me, Brent. If I'm driving through Lincoln this morning from Albuquerque, that guy, you know, mm-hmm. and I hear City Boy Jake say ticks can't live in the city, <laughs> I'm riding in silence <laughs> to Omaha. <laughs> my point was this: I, What is your point, Jake? If you if you're in the city and you have like some sort of acreage in the city. Then, yeah. Then sure. They, they, there's, there's no, 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 no. You're digging yourself a hole. Farmland. There's ticks, tall grass. If there's just trees around, there can be ticks. If there's a, okay, a right. tree in your front yard, there can be ticks in there. If you live in the dead of the city with a single tree in your front yard, there could be a tick. How many there. times has someone left your house and said, "I got a tick there," though? Oh, it, I. It's, Versus going to a farm, it's pretty common. I, oh, I got ticks in my leg. <laughs> Kind or I played I played uh, golf. Oh crap! I got ticks. No, I walked in the tall grass there. I grew up in Columbus. In a, in a in a we went in, we didn't live in the country, and we lived in a just a typical U.S. neighborhood, and ticks were fairly common. Was it? We didn't live in did a desert. The, now, if you did lived you in mow the, the desert, yard? Did, did you, you mow the yard ever? Yeah. Did you just have tall good. grass lying around the house. Well, you get it out of trees and bush, and we didn't live in a desert setting maybe there's no desert in beatrice either my friend you had to it was fairly alarming to me when you when you expressed a level of surprise that you can get ticks in a city <laughs> i don't, think I, not I, don't think I ever city. have besides at a golf course that's what i'm saying i've never been a buddy's friend in, in, in at a random house below a tree in the city and got a tick from it not that you know, knew of. Okay, here's it. Here's the, now Dalton in Omaha has a take. Dalton, okay. this might be fake news. I don't know. <laughs> I can't confirm this on the Excuse spot. me, Dalton. Dalton says this. Sip, ticks don't live in trees. It's a common misconception, okay. but it's not true. They live in grass. Jake is a hundred percent right on that. Ooh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that I'm right a hundred percent. 
Well, the, There's they, a chance they live in trees. Now, can can someone confirm that ticks don't live in trees? Can someone confirm that to us? Yeah. What about bush? I I don't I I just that that is a that is a common misconception then that they don't live in trees. Ticks. They've lived in my head. I mean, I've I've I I think there's been times where I've had a tick and it, you just roll around the grass. No, I don't know how you get. Them. I mean, I don't know how I would get it. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Tall grass. Everyone's saying tall tricks. Grass the other day said there was one time she lived in the country growing up, and she said she had thirty-two ticks. She lost count at thirty. So here's a take from that one guy regarding the tree situation. Okay. Okay. I, he says, I think they like the shady grass under trees. Oh, okay. I've always thought ticks were in the grass. Always. Well, I didn't know. That. Like if I'm if I get a tick, it's not on my head. It's usually on my leg or somehow it gets on my arm. But typically, okay. legs. That's where ticks. Well, why are. do people commonly get them in their hair? Then. I don't. I've never had one in my hair. I've, that's where I've got. That's where lice lives. Is your hair? No, it's not lice. I've had ticks ingrained in my cranium. Okay, Matt says, wow, just looked it up, and ticks do not live in trees. So that is a misconception that you live, you've lived with. You just people. looked it up. A lot of just people. Just looked it up. They don't live in trees. But there's grass. So I'm somewhat right here. Kind Josh, of. Josh, I'm taking, a, I'm taking a W but here. But there's grass in the city. <laughs> I know. Yes, I agree with that. That's why I'm just saying that the life of ticks is strange because they like tall grass. Like if my grass is mowed consistently, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, I don't have tall grass – Ticks aren't at my yard. They're not there. I don't like know. They, they pick and choose. Know. They right pick now, and choose where they live. Right now, there's entomologists. And I want to see where they migrate, how they migrate. Right now, there's entomologists listening all over the world, Jake, and cringing at this conversation. Like, what are these What's guys? wrong with these idiots yeah, in Nebraska? What, yeah, they're, they're not. We're making some declarative statements about ticks that are are probably ridiculously wrong, like me <laughs> saying that they're in trees. Okay, I was, and, that was that's and, and was did I agree with you? I said I, I don't no, know. No, you did not. I, you were said, right. I hesitated yeah, right. saying I don't believe in that. Yeah, you weren't wrong on that one, but you're. But just a lot of response, by the way, the ticks and the ticks say <laughs> that they don't exist in cities. <laughs> I don't see them very often. You don't see ticks. I know. They don't present themselves. I don't see people talking about tick problems in the city. It's usually not something you just openly, you just don't volunteer at you. Here's an example. In the city, there's schools, right? The kids go outside for recent. No, no, they're absolutely not. Well, well, why not? Parents that are listening, 464-5685. This is very important. Once again, 402-464-5685. Five six eight five. If you are like every person that sends a kid inside the city somewhere to school, when they had recess, did you ever hear about tick problems? I gotta think so. Yeah. Four six four five six eight five. I'll tell you right now. I've never heard of a tick problem at recess ever. I, I mean, unless I can't, recess went to the farm. I can't. No, recess can be in in tall grass. Oh, I'm guaranteed. Yeah, there's ticks that have been incurred. <laughs> At recess, I would guarantee it. They're, unless they're they're doing recess on all an an all cement structure, which is possible in some cases, but not many. Come on, ticks. 
<laughs> can only be incurred outside city limits is ridiculous. Shane. Okay, here's some text, and we'll get to Dylan right after this. I promise. Okay? Dylan, we, we, have lot, we have a lot of text coming in. I got to okay. read these. To, to, I had a quite. It was kind of like a roll call there. Yeah. I want to get people's opinions on the ticks in the city. See what they say. Okay, uh, Casey in Topeka says Jake is right. You will you will generally not have ticks in a regularly mowed yard. Generally, okay. okay. Generally, so not all the time, but generally. Uh, let's see, <laughs> uh, wet blanket chimes in. No he way. Sa- he no says, way. He says, "Quote: Ticks living in trees is Sips Nebraska's 2021 downhill running game." <laughs> he had committed to belief to both, and they both completely were made up. <laughs> well, I, I, it's just nice to hear from wet blanket. It is. Uh, Mike says two kids at LPS, no ticks at recess. Okay, you, no ticks that you know of. I've had ticks that I that were probably. I don't believe. Oh God, I got. Well, I'm not. I'm not going to say anything more about a certain. Uh, Matt says I've had my pet bringing ticks from rolling around the yard in the city. Pets do. Pets do. That's not, that's not a, I said kids. I didn't care about the pets. Pets. I certainly. care about them. Not, well, you can not in this situation. I think though. you can get a tick from your pet. Yes, you can. And that's probably where they come from mostly is the, is the pet. Stop. Just stop making statements like I'm, that. I think I'm right here. <laughs> I feel pretty good Jay, about my assessment Jay, here. Jay, 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 please. I appreciate the fact <laughs> that you go out on limbs on topics for which you have no knowledge at all. Newt. Newt says, I have, had, I have seven kids. I've yeah. never had a kid with a tick at that, school. That you know of. That you know of. Patrick says never ever. This is double. Never ever had tick issues in Lincoln. Two kids. Huh. I feel like I'm validated here. No, because I've had ticks in my ha- my hair. But uh, you must be rolling around I'm some not rolling weird around. tall grass I'm areas. I don't around. know where you're at. I'm not rolling around. I'm not rolling around. You like rolling the grass at shoemakers out there? No, there's yeah, no. It's like rolling around. No. Yeah, Josh is <laughs> that's what you're doing. All right. No. Thank you. Thank you for all the ticks. I think we confirmed it. We need it. to learn about ticks. We, what we have learned is there's not a tick problem in the city of Lincoln. <laughs> Nobody said there was. You said there was. You said, no, there, you said there's ticks in the city. You said there's ticks in the city. Please don't have your takeaway. I take said away. I don't think so. Please don't have your takeaway be there's not ticks in city environments. Not very much. Come on. Not very many. Okay, that's Idle Chit Chat, <laughs> sponsored by Newton's Lawn Care. I'm, I'm sure Andrew would have plenty of takes on ticks. He probably sees ticks in tall grass all the time before Andrew, he mows it. Andrew, what, is there a phone number? Yes, Andrew at Newton's Lawn Care, 402-440-6297. Call today to get him to, to mow your grass and also for lawn fertilizer. And if uh, there's a tick issue. And if you have a tick issue, call Andrew at Newton's Lawn Care, 440-6297. <laughs> Andrew doesn't right. mind that last part. All right, no. He just probably spray or something. Well, the news of yesterday, as we talked about ticks to begin the show, was, of course, uh, I don't think anyone's surprised about this anymore, but Dylan Raiola officially commits to Georgia. Now, again, let's rewind for a second back to mid-December. Can we we do that real quick? Yeah. yeah, Middle December, I remember I was in Indianapolis for a wedding. I, I wake up that morning, and I see that, Raiola had decommitted from Ohio State, and all of a sudden I see Matt Rule tweet that Undertaker, or the guy from WWE, where he sits up like, I'm alive, I'm back. And there was belief that, hey, Nebraska has a chance to be the favorite to get Raiola. Like for a, I think for about a month, maybe two months max, Okay, you felt like, okay. hey, we might we might be the leaders in the clubhouse here, right? Yeah. Was it was that was that a prevailing assumption here or a thought? Definitely in the picture. And then the last two months it's felt like it's out the window. I think ever since he didn't come to the spring game, 
Mm-hmm. Which was, I guess, that was in, that was last month. But I think by the end of March, people were saying, mm, doesn't look so good with Dylan Raiola. And why do you blame him, by the way? Dylan Raiola is the number one quarterback in the class, number one rated player in the class. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. University of Georgia, unless I'm wrong here, Sip, has won back-to-back national titles and won this last one by 50-plus points against, mm-hmm. against TCU. Nebraska has missed six straight bowl games. I know that he that Dominic, his father, is a wonderful alum of Nebraska, but at some point it just you just had to sit back and say it makes more sense for him to go to Georgia. I get it. Like I'm not, I'm not mad today. No, nobody. I don't is. sit here mad and I don't and pissed at Dylan Raiola. No, of course not. But you're right. There was a period in which it felt like Nebraska had a chance. And I do think they had a chance. I mean, I, I don't want to act like I don't talk to Dominic. I, now, I purposely have not talked to Dominic Rayola as much in recent weeks because, uh, for obvious reasons, I I didn't want to call him and be like, hey, is there an update? What's going on? You know, I just, that, that would get old for both of us, right? Yep. Yeah. And, I, you know, yeah, I kind of had a handle on it. So, and I imagine... He didn't want to constantly address it. So I, I I haven't been in much contact with Dominic. We texted yesterday. And I'm not even going to share that text. I shared it with you. You know, I'm not. I shared it with you off air. I'm not you sharing did. it on air. Um, but the, I mean, it, it comes down to this for me. <laughs> You're right. Kirby has got it going. Kirby's smart. I mean, I've, I've, I've been reading about Kirby Smart a lot because I like to know how coaches push their programs to a level like that. And there's a great article on ESPN that, was, that came out late last year. Um, talks about his introductory news conference at Georgia in late 2015. Do you remember that period at all? Kirby had worked 11 years for Nick Saban. Yeah. He worked, first of all, Kirby worked 11 years for Nick Saban. Now, how do you think that... How much learning do you think transpired? Well, a lot. Kirby, at his introductory news conference, told reporters. Well, he looked down at his watch and said, and said he wants to use every minute he has toward recruiting. He said, as a matter of fact, I'm ready to go right now. Okay. He's, he's proven to be a ridiculously good recruiter, and he's a good head coach recruiter. And guess what? He took the onus to recruit Dylan Rayola. When Dominic told me that months ago, when he said Kirby's leading the charge on this one, I thought it, uh, um, that's trouble but for Nebraska. Shouldn't it be that way with the number one overall Maybe player, like every time for the head coach? Speech Maybe. Right? I don't think it always is, though. Um, you're right, but Kirby's involvement was heavy, heavy involvement. And then I thought, okay, that's this is trouble. This is the ESPN article points this out that Georgia's program under Smart is looking more like vintage Alabama than Alabama does right now. Mm. Physically imposing, stingy on defense, and possessing a, a relentless attitude that's a reflection of its head coach. Well, here, here's the thing too for Dylan. You know, think the, the goal is his goal is to make the NFL. It is to get to the next level, be a great court, win a championship in college, obviously, uh-huh. and get to the league. 
what does Kirby Smart recruits, like you said, at a very, very high level? It's not just, hey, I'm going to take a break. I just won two titles. I'm going to call it good. We'll, if we have a bad year, we have a bad year. No. They get elite talent every year. They're, they're at, at worst, at worst, a top five recruiting class every single season, right? Right. For the last, I don't know, eight years yeah. probably? Yeah. Well, they, they bring in talent all the time. I mean, Nebraska just took guys from the roster that weren't playing. Nebraska's relying on MJ Sherman to be a, a factor here who didn't really play at Georgia last year. Right. He was buried in the depth chart. They're that stacked. Mm -hmm. Everywhere. Defensively, <coughs> offensively. He will have a great offensive line. He will have a great running back. He'll have great receivers. He'll probably have a great tight end. Right now they have Brock Bowers, a great tight end. Now he probably won't play with him when he's a quarterback at Georgia. He'll be no, gone. He'll be gone. But they will probably have another great of tight end. Will. But don't overlook the fact that there's a defense there that takes a lot of pressure off the court. I know. I said they have a great defense. Yeah. They have a great offense. They they are great all around. So very also, few weaknesses there. Um, they also have a four-star quarterback in the class of 2024, Ryan Puglisi. So now, I, I mean, listen, Dylan's not going to go to a place where there's no competition. He's too good. He's got to go to a program where, of course, there's competition. There would have been competition in Nebraska. Um, less. Less. But yeah, le less, less competition. Here. And there's going to be pressure wherever he goes. It's a different kind of pressure at Georgia. But in, a, in a, some ways, it's a little less in that what? He doesn't have to carry the program no, at Georgia. absolutely not. He, nobody's asking him to carry the program. In fact, I think – he'll enjoy being kind of lost in the shuffle a little bit. He's just another great player at Georgia. Right. At Nebraska, he's the savior. Yeah, I would argue that there's more pressure here by far. I in, do, now, that's, now, now, that is absolutely the way I feel. I don't know if Nebraska fans want to hear that. Well, I don't care. They need to hear that. But but the, I think there absolutely would be a lot more pressure on him at Nebraska to be the, sa to be the savior of the program? Yes, I mean, we we got the number one quarterback in the country. The number one player in the country is coming to Nebraska. That, right. He's going to fix all of our problems. We're safe. The moment he throws a couple picks. Oh, God. Oh, oh boy. God. Oh, here we go. Oh, we, we're, we're cursed. We can't do anything. We're cursed. Right. He's not right. Overrated. If, if, if I don't, I hope people don't. That's how we operate. I hope people don't push back because what did we just see with Adrian? It was, just, it was the same type of conversation. He's the savior. He was hailed as a freshman. By the time he left, people were shoving him out the door. Shoving him out the door. And it was, it was, he became one of the most polarizing players I've ever seen at Nebraska oh, yeah. without having a controversial personality. Adrian's just a good guy. He was a good guy. No off the field problems I, at all. None. I've never seen such a good guy, such a benign personality, pleasant personality, be so polarizing. I've never seen it. That guy was incredibly polarizing. We'd get in, we'd butt heads oh, over all the time. But it wasn't because of his, anything he said. It wasn't because of the way he conducted himself. It was, it was just purely about how he was used and how he played. Right? If, right? if Dylan Raiola goes to a grocery store in Athens, Georgia, he's going to be left alone. He's going he's going to get left alone. Yeah, pretty if much. he was seen at high I, I don't know about Jake left alone. I don't know. If about he that. was seen at high V here in Lincoln. Oh god, mob scene. There would be 20 people around him saying, "Can I get your auto can I get a picture? Can I get your autograph?" And that's a lot for a kid. I don't know if that's 
for sure the case, but probably in a lot of situations. That would be the biggest recruit you've had in the history of recruiting ranking sip. Yeah. Modern Lucky was number five overall player. That's bigger than that. His the, this would be the number one player in his class, not just quarterback player. Yeah, he'd be he and he's the son of a legend here. Yeah, he'd be getting his picture taken everywhere, left and right, autographs, requests to do interviews, all the stuff. But is that is that? Whereas Georgia, he might get some of that, but nowhere near what it'd be here, and that is a lot of pressure on a kid. Is that? Is that? All necessarily a horrible thing? No, but it there. We're just saying there's more pressure. And there's no, there's pressure, Georgia. So, I imagine people in the text line are saying, wait a second, guys. There's, mm. They're not? Well, no, no, they are. But the, there's, the pressure there is like you already have a team built to win. You yeah. don't have a team that's built to win here yet. They no. need to build into winners. Georgia's ready to win. And the bottom line is Dylan Rayola doesn't have to carry Georgia on his back. He doesn't. I mean, he's, he's got to fight player. to win the starting job is what he's got to do. And a big part of this, I know from conversations with Dominic, is he wants his son at a place that's going to make him better. Now, he could get better at Nebraska. Could, but you will get better at Georgia. <laughs> Probably, if you put the work in. And he's got to go beat out guys. I mean, again, there's a they recruited a quarterback in this class, a 2024 class. I said his name, Ryan, Ryan Puglisi, a four-star kid from Avon, Connecticut. UGA currently has three quarterbacks on scholarships for next season. And they're obviously highly rated guys. Um, but, I mean, Dylan wasn't going to run from competition. If he was going to go to a high-profile program, you're going to have to beat somebody out, right? You don't get handed jobs at Georgia. Nobody does. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Get because, handed jobs. No, I mean, and that's nothing about Nebraska. Is he going to get handed a job here? I mean, pretty good chance he would have. Now, he would have – Sims could be here next season, 2024. So, now, I don't know how that – he could have – who knows how that all worked. We don't need to get into a debate on something that didn't happen. Uh, but and then here's the other part of the conversation that, that Nebraska fans can take a degree of comfort in. It can widen back to Nebraska. If it doesn't go well at Georgia – Nebraska could be the fallback plan. Might, might be here in a couple of years, possibly. Right. You never know. The transfer. I guarantee you, Nebraska won't stop recruiting him. I mean, not in a conventional sense, but the door will remain open. Right. There is still, of course, the there door is still an employee on this roster, on this staff, with his last name. Right. This in is his where, blood. This line. is where Bill would look at me like I'm nuts. Oh, you think they'll leave the door open for the number one quarterback? Thank you. Yeah, they will. Who's who's. Uh, Uncle is on is the offensive line coach here. Yeah. So yeah, I I mean I will say this about yesterday. The news wasn't. It, I mean it, it's not like it hit most people like a hammer, right? People kind of saw this coming, right? Not everybody though. There are still people asking me as uh, as recently as last week, late last week. Is he going to visit? Is he going to visit Nebraska? Is he going to take that official visit in June, late June? Will he be there for that big recruiting weekend, June 25th? The ship had sailed. Well, not it pretty much had, but I'm telling you, there were still people wondering about whether he was going to visit here. And if, and if, uh, Jake, I'm telling you, there were people that professed to know these things that still sort of wondered if, if Nebraska was in it. And as far as that goes, I know they were, you know, in February, 
when he came here late February mm-hmm. for the basketball game. He came with his father. And, they, you know, it was an unofficial trip during a dead period. But they could do it. They were chanting his name. Yeah, they could do it because, you know, they're visiting their uncle. Can't stop him from visiting his uncle. And they're chanting his name. And I knew at that point what the situation was. There were, there were people still saying, or there were people saying, hey, simple, he's coming, isn't he? And I, all, there was, a, there was a comment that Dominic made that weekend that, that just encapsulated where the situation was to me. He just said, look, I'm just glad we're in the conversation. We being Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm just glad we're in the conversation. So he was in the conversation, but that was it. That, there was that, no, there was no yeah. decisions. It was just that. That was part of the two months. You felt really good about your chances, though. But at that, with that comment, you didn't feel that great. Though. I felt that's what okay. Nebraska. That's what Nebraska fans, in terms of what they thought, felt like. Hey, we're gonna get this guy. Mm. I would say this when when Dominic said that. I didn't feel good or bad. I just felt like they're in the conversation. I, I didn't feel like Nebraska had an edge or somebody else had an edge or anything like that. I just fought, felt like I just took it. It's easy to do with Dominic. Just take what he says at his word because that's the way he is. Hey, I'm just glad we're in the conversation. That's it. They're in the conversation. We've also said this too regarding Riola in terms of his stock as a quarterback in college football. I mean, if he came to Nebraska and was not good, he can't go anywhere that really any great, right? Right. If he came to Nebraska right. off the and bat what? and failed, or he's just, just a bust of a top quarter, you know, top number one quarterback. Right. Or just didn't live up to the incredible expectations. Right. If he goes to Georgia, you know, competes for the job, does not win it, he can still transfer somewhere and still like, you know, be wanted by everybody. Right. Right? Because one hundred percent. They probably will have a quarterback that's really good that's winning well, championships. I think that and I, he won't be viewed as a guy that's a bust. He's viewed as a guy that just needs a chance somewhere. I, I wonder how much of that that sentiment is part of the decision-making process. I wonder, because a lot of high-level athletes like this don't think about the possibility of failure. So I don't know if that's if that conversation is prominent in his thoughts. It might not, but this makes that now a reality or a possibility. Sure. It's, no, it's a perfect – it's perfectly – it's a it's a it's perfectly fine as a discussion point but I wonder if if he thinks like that cuz I like I said high level people sometimes don't even consider failure to be an option you know but you're exactly right if it doesn't work there he'll have plenty of suitors including Nebraska Nebraska right right yeah so there you go Dylan Rayola. So no one's surprised, but Dylan Rayola officially commits to Georgia. We can stop following that for a while now until he goes there. And if he doesn't start, then you know, maybe reopen that down the, down the road. You got it. When we come back, I saw a bowl projection by a respected writer that Nebraska oh, yeah. fans will absolutely love. And I'm not being sarcastic. You will love, love, love where this projection is at. I'll tell you next on Early Break on the Ticket.